My name is Scott Challoner and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. It's a crisp autumn morning here in the capital as we record this programme today and I'm delighted to say that joining me on the show is Andrea Murray, a director at Café Rianne, a breakfast restaurant in Accrington, Lancashire. Uh, Andrea, thank you for joining us on the show today and very warm welcome to you. Thank you. Hello. It's a real pleasure having you with us, Andrea. Now, for businesses in the hospitality sector, like your own, of course, I can imagine it's been a significantly challenging 18 months, probably the most challenging 18 months of your entire career from a business perspective. Um, But before we sort of um, expand upon that, um, I just wanted to get an idea of what was it that sort of made you think initially that going into hospitality and launching a business of your own was going to be the way forward for you? Um, it's something from my background. Um, I ran a cafe with my mum from being 16. Mm. So I, I, then I decided to have a break and become a dental nurse. And I just thought I'd like to restart it. It's something I've always done, to be honest. So very much in the uh, the blood then, I suppose. And um, I can imagine that sort of when you went into business, um, you never thought that sort of you have a challenge like COVID just looming on the horizon as it has done. Um, so how has yeah. it been sort of adapting to that challenge over the uh, the last couple of years? Um, it, it wasn't easy, <laughs> to say the least, but we managed to um, adhere to all the guidelines and everything because we're only a small place. It was quite difficult to start with, but we managed to get to where we needed to be. That's certainly encouraging. And when it came to sort of the guidelines filtering through to you over the course of the uh, the pandemic, um, there's been a lot made of how a lot of that guidance was sort of quite difficult to sort of get to grips with. Some of it was obviously quite complicated and quite unclear. Um, did you find for yourselves and um, your business that communication coming from the top was indeed sufficient or did you find that it was a little bit more challenging than that at times? A bit of both, to be honest with you. We, um, we just with everything keep changing all the time. It kept making things a bit difficult because we kept having to change what we were doing. Mm. It was like we were changing the goalposts, and one day we could do this, next day we could we couldn't. So. Yeah, a bit of a lack of clarity. A bit of a lack of clarity. Yeah. It seems, yeah. Definitely, yeah. And I can imagine that that's quite difficult from sort of a staffing perspective as well, isn't it? Because you're having to, as a business leader, constantly filter through to them what's happening and you're having to mobilise them and try and keep the morale high. But when you don't know what's going on at the top and everyone's looking to you for the answers, I suppose it can be quite a lonely place sort of being at the head of a business, can't it? Yes, it is. It's trying to like make sure that they do everything to the guidelines all the time was very difficult <laughs> certainly seems the uh, the case and um sort of having got through the last 18 months just to sort of move on from sort of the thick of the pandemic as it were is there anything you'd say that you've actually learned from having undergone this crisis management experience if we call it that um oh i don't know to be honest um i think we we did most of the stuff anyway to start we we just had to dig it up and make it expand it if you know what I mean yeah makes sense certainly and um having sort of successfully negotiated the last 18 months now um 
would you say that with COVID restrictions now gone for the time being, the future is looking at that little bit brighter for your business and indeed sort of the wider hospitality industry at large? Yeah, I would say people have been quite a bit more relaxed and coming out a lot more. So we are getting back to the level that we started. So uh, people are now venturing and don't mind mixing in bigger groups. Yeah, because I think there was always a lot made of what consumer confidence was going to be like when restrictions did eventually go. And it seems to be that the appetite to go out and frequent our favourite venues again, it seems that that's very much still there, which at a time like this is going to be really important. Yes, yeah. We still have some who are very wary and still like to come in with a mask on and that's their personal choice. We don't mind, you know. And we do try and still keep a distance from from people. We don't want them to think that we're right over the top of them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it certainly makes sense uh, from my perspective that. And um, I was going to ask, actually, um, given what sort of happened during the pandemic and how it's changed our working practices. I mean, I know when you run a hospitality business, I mean, home working isn't really applicable and you can't have everybody serving food from home. But no. of, when it comes to things like sort of mask wearing inside the building, you know, sanitising stations being available when you sort of walk through the door. Those are the kinds of things that probably are going to be here for the long term within the context of the hospitality sector. So there are going to be sort of lasting changes that come about as a result of this, aren't there? Oh, definitely, yeah. We still have all our um, sanitising stations in place and all that sort of stuff. Everything's sanitised when people leave and everything. So... We, we, we try and guarantee that we do everything as much as we possibly can do. And I suppose from a mental health perspective, when it comes to your staff workforce and obviously knowing that they're coming to work and are able to operate safely, it gives them that little bit of a boost, doesn't it, as well? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Make sure that, you know, everything's everywhere that they need it to be. And if they wanted to wear a mask or anything else, it's their option and we always have them available. And just how important do you think that mental health now is within business leadership, both in terms of sort of looking after that of those around you and also your own as sort of the leader of the business? And I ask that question because it is an issue now that is really under the microscope, perhaps more so than ever before as a result of COVID. Um, well, I think it's, it's quite a big issue to be honest with you because uh, Obviously, our mental health suffered with the, all the stress and everything else that we had to go through. Um, your staff, they don't know whether they're going to be working that day or not, so they're going to suffer. It's, uh, it's a big, big thing, to be honest. It is. It's absolutely integral. And I think when it comes to sort of the difficult recruitment environment that we're seeing in various sectors as well now moving into the future... I think it's those employers that are sort of demonstrating that they do have mental health and company culture very much at the forefront of their priorities. It's those businesses yeah. that are going to be accessing that talent pool and really thriving in the future. And if you sort of don't move with the times, it is ultimately going to uh, come back to bite you, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah, of course. And thinking about sort of the next immediate 12 months, um, we've got to get through, of course, a winter period where 
you know, there's talk of cases being on the rise. We don't know whether there are going to be any reintroduction of uh, restrictions, but um, presuming all goes well, um, what are your ambitions for your business over the uh, the next year? And what ideally would you like to have achieved by this time in 2022? Well, we would like to uh, obviously get back to where we started uh, and more even keel. Um, we are like planning on expanding into evenings and stuff like that at the moment. So hopefully if nothing restricts us from doing that, we'll be able to move forward. Hopefully so, and um, even during the uh, the recent budget speech, and um, we heard the Chancellor really talking up the importance of the economic reopening, keeping business open, and the hard-won gains that we've uh, had from that. So hopefully we're not going to see any further lockdown, and business and industry can continue doing what it does best. And um, and that will hopefully also include your business as well. And um, obviously with extending the opening hours as well, sort of delving into different areas, um, I think it's really, really encouraging that we're talking about an expansion of, of that sort. And certainly wish you all the luck in the world in sort of making that a reality over the next year, Andrea. Yes. Fantastic. Fingers, uh, fingers crossed indeed. And uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It's been an immense pleasure having you with us just to dive into what's been going on in uh, your corner of hospitality. And uh, yeah, wish you all the best of luck. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure welcoming Andrea Murray from Cafe Rianne in Accrington onto the show today and I do hope that you all thoroughly enjoyed the interview. Um, if you're one of our regular listeners and feel that you may have your own story of success and of innovation within your business or your organisation to share with us here at the Leaders Council, then by all means you can apply to be on the show too via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time, goodbye everybody and we'll see you again very soon.